0: I was thinking of Philippians one, where Paul says, only conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. So that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I will hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. So their community at its heart was missional. It was, they shared the same the same mission of striving together for the gospel and the community just happened. You know, it just, it just uh, naturally happened. And everybody saw the need for, for spending time together and for being equipped in the scriptures. And, and, and yet the goal wasn't just to uh, be personally fulfilled and happy. It was so that you could be ready to participate in that mission. Welcome to Calvary Conversations. I'm Sean LePage, Chairman of the Ministry Studies Department here at Calvary University. And this week, we're going to continue the conversation we started last week. And if you were able to join us for that, then uh, you know that this is a really important conversation. If you weren't able to join us for that, then I encourage you to go find part one of this conversation first. Uh, because we're just continuing that conversation this week. I'll be joined by the Calvary Conversations team. And what we're talking about is the way in which culture has uh, impacted the church over the past few decades and what the church should be doing about it. So I'm so glad that you've joined us today. Enjoy the conversation.
1: Okay, so COVID, you know, COVID created this environment where now people can just log on to their computers from home in their pajamas, and they can and they can watch a service. Um, but why? I think maybe a natural question is why is it that people feel so comfortable doing that that now that they have the opportunity to go back to church, they're they're choosing not to. And I think that's a demonstration of the fact that even what they were doing before, going on Sunday morning and attending service and everything, really wasn't accomplishing the goal of creating community. It was merely attending an event because that event can be duplicated in an online environment. However, community really can't so there's there's something there's there's clearly something missing where you know they feel comfortable that they can get the exact same experience on their couch versus really being in fellowship community relationship with with people
2: you know another cultural feature that i think plays into this um and it's it's it is an offshoot of expressive individualism the idea of low obligation relationships low obligation friendships which uh josh you recognize in your cultural cross-cultural studies right but we are a culture right now that is about the lowest possible uh, in terms of um ob- obligation to our friends and our, our um there are cultures where if you are somebody's friend that means you'll freely loan money you're you're you know you're going to be taking calls from that person three or four times a day like they are your friend and it's a highly committed relationship um, and in in we we really resist that in American culture. In fact, um, so often, and, and I, I will admit that there there have been excesses, and I've been part of churches that that did this. Yes, anytime anytime you have commitment, there is the opportunity for toxicity, right? If if you commit to a church as kind as an authoritative body and to a communicated uh, a body of believers there there is sin sin is there too there may be some toxicity there may be issues right but the benefit of it is still that you are connected with other human beings and if there and, and especially if there's an ethos of grace and truth it can be a very very healthy environment but i i really think um i just encounter a lot of young people and even some of this in myself that resists community uh because of its obligation uh we're just so we had already set up an environment of a low-obligation church. Come, attend the service, listen to the sermon, get some coffee afterwards, light conversation, head home. But there, there isn't really the challenge of serious conversation, uh, of of commitment to a study of the Word together, uh, commitment of doing things together that that live out our faith as a church. Of, of you know, there, those things are missing. And so it has become, it's not, it's, 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 it's become an outworking of that expressive individualism, I would say. But um, any other thoughts on this, on, on this one, how the church um, is, maybe, maybe, maybe we could ask the question, how should the church um, move forward? What are some ways that we could, we we
0: could, we could modify uh,
2: our direction?
0: Yeah, I think, um, excuse me, I, I struggle with that whole thing of descriptive versus prescriptive. And I, I think um, I, I get it. I, I understand, you know, uh, what the point is. But I think what happens with that is people think, oh, descriptive means it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> mm. You know, it doesn't matter anymore. Um, and prescriptive is what we're specifically commanded to do. But, but, but you know, because cause this gets into the solutions, in my mind, and that is that we need to go back to the scriptures and we need to revisit them in a very fresh way given the challenges of of our time that even that even you know they were you know a lot of these problems were rising uh 20 30 40 years ago but they weren't full in full bloom as they are now um and so i think we, you know every generation of christians and especially christian leaders must go back to the scriptures and say, "Okay, what what do we need to? Uh, how do we need to read the scriptures in light of what we're dealing with now?" And and so you know, all scripture is profitable. Mm-hmm. You know, all scripture is God-breathed and is profitable. So I I I think if if we have this tendency to say, "Okay, Acts is a lot of it is descriptive." I think we're we're going to shoot ourselves in the foot and I think what we've got to do is we've got to go back and we've got to say okay what is it that we are missing out on based on our current forms and 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 patterns of ministry and and say okay so what what were they doing in the first century that made it work so well i mean they they still had problems of course they still had uh, struggles um, and and some of those some of those things that they did aren't necessarily things that we we have to do today. but but what what is it that we're missing out on? and 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 uh, you know I think even when you look at the issue of community, it's not just community for the sake of community, it's it's that that early church, they all shared the same mission, you know, like I was thinking of Philippians one where Paul says, only conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I will hear of you that you are standing yeah. firm in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. So their community at its heart was missional. It was they shared the same the same mission of striving together for the gospel and the community just happened. You know, it just, it just uh, naturally happened. And everybody saw the need for, for spending time together and for being equipped in the scriptures. And, and, and yet the goal wasn't just to uh, be personally fulfilled and happy. It was so that you could be ready to participate in that mission. So, um, so I, you know, I, I, I get the whole thing about descriptive versus prescriptive, but I think, I think uh, we've we've tended to shoot ourselves in the foot by, by, by dismissing the descriptive part, and 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 saying, you know, uh, you know, I think we should approach it as uh, there's a lot to learn there from the descriptive part. There are principles there that. That are, that are still very, that are going to be, I think, really helpful in our own time, given the challenges, the challenges that we're facing now.
3: Mm-hmm. One thing I'd want to add in, uh, is you, we think of a summary type statement, and back in seminary, I was exposed to a professor who really influenced my thinking, and it was fun, it was easy, it was simple. He says, people gather in order to accomplish a function. And you could think any organization is true, whether it's parents wanting to organize a baseball league so their kids get exercise, or Christians want to gather to worship and evangelize and fellowship and all those things we said in Acts 2. So we we gather to fulfill a specific function, and we're arguing a biblical function, that which is proscriptive for sure. Um, Over time, people tend to fixate on the, or, or, we gathered a good function. The second thing he says is to do that function, we have to adopt forms and those are, that's where the culture mm-hmm. and our expectation, we're in a Western culture, we're democratic and all those issues. But the, the third point that he said was over time, people tend to fixate on forms and forget the function. And mm-hmm. Tim, you mentioned form and function earlier. Uh, it, but then his fourth point was was the one I want to bring in here we we usually only come back to reevaluate where we're at when we get a crisis, and that crisis comes in different ways. You know, oh, where do my what happened to my kids? You know, we were talking about what point? What what happened to the church? We ask as pastors. You know, what happened to our culture? Um, so it's being not trying to create a crisis, but to see. You know, are we really doing what we're called to do? And that might create a crisis in our thinking. No, let's just stay with it because it's real comfortable and nobody's complaining. That's what a lot of churches end up at. I mean, we're in a church and I try to think about that all the time. Where are we at? Are we really fulfilling the biblical functions? And and if, if we aren't, unfortunately, to, to wade into it, I might create a little crisis. And so we have to be comfortable with crisis in that sense because it challenges us. What are we really doing and why are we doing it? And what's the best way to do it? All right, so it's, a, it's mm-hmm. wandering back and forth, but we've got to deal with the culture in light of what God calls us to do, and it's always going to be a struggle, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, not to say at the struggle side, but to acknowledge that that's just part of living in this sin-cursed world.
2: I think one of the things we have to do is not be afraid of the fact that what what church is is radically countercultural right now. And, and, and you know, it, uh, Tim Keller, I, I love the way he puts this. It's you know he kind of laughs as as he's a you know preacher in New York. you know he often hears sort of the narrative, well, you know the Bible's great and everything, but it just has so much in it that's out of step with modern culture. It's a bit you know uh, out of step with the way things are really done around here, you know, in, in in our times. is Is this new? Absolutely not. The Corinthians thought the the quaint morality of scripture was very much out of step with their culture. I mean, with the sexual freedom of their culture, it's right? That's just one, one example. The Bible has always been out of step with culture because man-made culture will always be, will always have key elements in it that are out of step with the way that God had intentionally designed things. And it is our job in grace, but as Christian leaders, to point that out uh, and, and not—okay, where the function where the function doesn't matter sure embrace right but where 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 the function is modified by culture we really need to stand against that and 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 show that there's a better way that's the thing too here is that i think ultimately people are craving this kind of purposeful community people are craving the very thing that expressive individualism works against and 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 I, i i think that that um, obviously, we're not here just to sell community. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ and the radical um transformation of becoming a child of God that is ultimately at the core of the gospel. But that that radical community is something that I, I think I need to do a better job of painting for uh, painting the picture of that for for the generation that I'm influencing.
0: Well, so let me let me <clears throat> you know paint a picture here because uh you know I've been the the solo pastor who was struggling to maintain a budget uh, we had we had expenses we had we had salaries we had uh you know a building that that cost money and so on and so forth so so a lot of that a lot of uh, our our temptations uh, our, our struggles were um if we don't keep a certain at least at least a certain number of people happy then we cannot pay these bills we cannot deal with the financial commitment we we have and and frankly we were a small church we you know we uh, i know i know a, you know a pastor friend of mine recently they built a building and and so they have like a 5 million dollar mortgage you know so so this is our system, though. This is our mm-hmm. system that our churches are complex in that we have lots of debt and lots of salaries and, and therefore families that are dependent upon a, a you know, a, a, a crowd of people still being happy enough to continue contributing. Um, but but, you know, what I what I really believe is that that that. Uh, you know really you don't see that system in the new testament and i think that's one of those things that's descriptive you know we might say it's descriptive that the churches were very simple and they didn't have you know uh they they met in homes and so they didn't have the the expense of buildings and and necessarily you know didn't necessarily have salaries and that kind of thing that they that and that and i and i think that that freed them up to preach the word in season and out of season, you know? And, mm-hmm. I, and so, and so, you know, the reality is that our forms have really locked us in. And I can, I really feel for all the pastors out there and the, and the ministry leaders and the elder boards that are dealing with the reality that the form that we have all adopted means that we've got to have a certain number of people happy enough to keep giving to our churches. So, so what do we, you know, what's the answer to that? You know, if we start disrupting things too much, then, you know, we get saddled with, uh, you know, uh, uh, bills that we can't pay and, and, and other things like that. And, and so, uh, you know, what is, what is the solution ultimately to, to, to dealing with the kind of problems it would take you know, it it would cause, uh, to, to, to change our forms, to, to, uh, to, you know, revisit the New Testament in, in a fresh way and, and really get back to the principles that make us strong. Because personally, what I see in the New Testament is, is, um, and, and really getting at one of our biggest problems today is the emphasis on numbers and mm. everybody Everybody uh, agrees that it's 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 a it's an unspiritual kind of goal, but it is the reality uh, that our forms require numbers, and so when that's the case, you know uh, it, it 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 can cause a lot of problems if we actually, you know, preach the way we should and teach the way we should. But but actually, what I see in the New Testament is a is an emphasis on strength rather than numbers. And so I, I don't know I'm anxious to hear you guys respond to to that, just the reality of our forms and and the cost of our forms.
1: Well, in America, success is bigger, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean success if you are successful, that means you are you are bigger. You have more money, you have more reach. You have a larger, you have a you have a larger ministry. and And so that's what we. That's what we strive for. But um, bigger doesn't necessarily mean deeper. We're all familiar with the term a mile wide and an inch deep. and and for for uh, well, just if we look at the statistics today, right? the the shrinking number of Christians who have a biblical worldview. you know it, at some point, at some point we have to ask ourselves, are we are we designed to accomplish, what we're supposed to be accomplishing is yeah, so our I'm is not... our form actually achieving the function that the biblical function that that scripture lays out for us and i think all of the statistics that we would look at today would say no
0: well let me let me jump in here and just because I, I agree with you i think we're in agreement about that 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 really the the, the system the forms that we have are not accomplishing the biblical goals that we should have. But what I'm asking you to address is the reality. So, like I can, like I can imagine, and I've been that pastor out there who would say something like, "Okay, I get it. I I love, you know, the 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 concept and and the passion behind saying this this is what's wrong. This is this is the you know what the 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 Bible actually emphasizes." But I'm sitting here with, uh, you know, with an elder board that that has a has a mortgage and we have families that are dependent upon us for salaries and and, you know, uh, so on and so Mm -hmm. forth. What do I do? How do I how do I transition from that kind of a system to to, um, you know, a a system that would foster um, maturity in my church and would foster
3: community? As you were talking there, I, I I remembered there was a, I think it was a radio person a number of years ago. He said he noticed that he, he didn't have any hate, that the degree of hate mail that he was getting was decreasing. And to him, that was a check. Am I really preaching the word? <laughs> so when he was preaching the word, he realized it would push up against our sinfulness, our sinful culture. And now, I, I don't want to take his comment any further, but there, there's coming back to fundamentals. I, you know, I don't have an answer for you, Sean, because we're all struggling with that one. But yet, uh, how do we evaluate? Are we fulfilling the function? And 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 it's a good thing to do. I, I guess I'm I'm thinking a, a regular, appropriate, uh, godly evaluation in all these areas is something I, I personally have always tried to commit to, whether it's preaching you know, uh, soliciting feedback from people. In, and, and it has to be honest feedback. Uh, am I ready to hear it? I, so it, being a change agent means I've, I've got to create a little discomfort for myself and others at times. And, and that means making sure I'm coming back to fundamentals and maybe that, that's going to create some discomfort because it should uh, mm-hmm. in all of us. And we all see that as we're challenged to change by God's word and the spirit. Um, I'm rambling a little bit here, but you know, you made me think of that, uh, un- unless I'm facing some difficulty, I'm probably focusing too much on a, on a form issue <laughs> or something, missing the function.
2: You know, Sean, after eight years on the field, I had an issue with, um, coming back and, um, walking into churches. <sighs> the budget of the churches I attended in, in overseas would not have covered a fraction of the landscaping budget of the churches. And honestly, I even had some difficulty, if I'm going to be honest, putting the tithe in the offering plate, thinking how much of this is actually going to, and by the way, in in one particular case, this church had no mission budget actually at all supported zero missionaries. And I'm thinking, this is all for this grounds and an incredible crew of very well paid staff. And I'm not accusing them of being, of doing anything outside the, the cultural it's, norm.
0: It's the system.
2: It's, it is the system. It, it's the system. Yeah, that, that's it, what was expected. It's one of the reasons we ended up at a smaller church, nice building, but modest big missions budget focus on the right things the way a church lives within its means actually was really important to my wife and i and and i think that needs to be a selling point of the church and and not a not a uh, not a negative but um you know, it's not a negative that we don't have this huge, beautiful, uh, a perfectly decorated coffee shop. Uh, it's, <laughs> it, it actually can be a very positive thing. We just have a little coffee maker and people stand around and chat and it's rich and it's wonderful. And that's all we need. You know, uh, the, 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 the form does not overshadow the function. So, um, you know, it's just, it's just, I, I do think I, I think what you said, you used a word that is used in our culture, and I think maybe we need to adopt this, that maybe we need to be a little bit disruptive um, in our own church communities and start raising our hands and in love asking the question, why are we spending so much money on this? Uh, does this detract from our focus?
0: Um, well, I think part of it, you know, really, is um. Like Mike was talking earlier about that, it's really a a cycle where um, a certain form becomes, you know, uh, a, a form is new at some point, right? Uh, but then it becomes the norm, and then um, it becomes ex the expectation. Uh, but then then comes a crisis, mm-hmm. yeah. and and that crisis cause it it should and it often does cause um everybody to say uh wait a second what are we doing here why why are we doing things the way we're doing them and and uh, should we do them differently or whatever and and I do think that we're in crisis I do think you know that that it's 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 common for people to to talk about how um kids are leaving the church and it's common to to hear churches talk about how we need more young people you know wh- wh- why are not young people coming to our churches and and um you know just the the decline of um of uh, of the church you know any statistics you look at there it's in decline no matter what standard you apply the, mm-hmm. the church is in decline and people who are paying attention and people who care understand that we are in crisis. And so right. it, it's time for us to look at all these things. And, 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 you know, when I say disruptive, I, I think that that actually is going to require sacrifice mm-hmm. uh, on, on the part of, of people who, and frankly, I, I remember when it was just comfortable You know, when uh, I I started in church ministry in the 1980s, I remember it being comfortable to some extent, you know, and and, um, you know, the forms were very well received by most of the people in in our in our culture. But uh, it's not comfortable anymore and it's not uh, to to disrupt and to and to say, you know, we need to deal with this crisis is going to require sacrifice on the part of uh, of those of us who would rather it be comfortable and 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 easy yeah. and and, um, and I think that's that's you know, I'm talking about you know uh, paychecks and and perhaps going back to uh, uh, you know the simplicity of the church um, could require you know um, tent making once again just like missionaries often do and 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 I think that's really probably what I'm getting at is that that we're going to have to start thinking more like missionaries than like, mm-hmm. you know, like
1: like we have and like a, a paid years. professional class of clergy. Yeah, right? right. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's the height of uh, Sean is the height of irony that we're <laughs> we're talking about community and one of the fundamental reasons why young people are leaving the church is because they're not finding the kind of real authentic community that they actually want they're not finding that within the church and so they're going to get it somewhere else and, this, and that's one of the after. fundamental reasons why they're leaving so and we tried entertainment right i mean the church yeah, has tried that they it, don't want that they don't want that they don't want that that <laughs> You know the the upcoming generation does not want that. So many um, so many young Christians right now are actually flocking back to mainline denominations because they want the they want the structure, they want the catchism. they want the theological training, they want they want depth, they they want meat on the bones, and they're not they're not finding mm-hmm. that. Within a lot of our, you know, non-denominational or, or traditional Protestant churches, so they're going back to a lot of the mainline denominations where they're finding that kind of meat, if you will, and and so we're we're not giving them the community that they want. That's a big part of why they're they're going away.
3: Yeah, one of the things that I I hear, I, I just had a class, a students preaching class, and I asked them to go out and interview pastors that are currently in a preaching ministry, as well as people in the church. And all of the students came back and said, uh, whether it was younger or older people in the church, they're wanting to hear the word. So it, on one side, I'm going, wow, that's cool. You're, you're connected with some good, solid churches. But uh, Sean, you mentioned something in our offline before the, the, the uh, meeting today, the conversation today, and it was from a book where they were describing we're in a moralistic, therapeutic deism in Christianity in our conservative churches. And, boy, you see some of that, and I think there's a rebound to that. I was pastoring during the uh, seeker-sensitive push way back when, and, boy, that, that really had a, an element to it there. Are we coming out of it? Uh, are we getting back? I hope what my students found is a good indication that they want something solid as well as then, uh, the, the COVID has exposed us, uh, and I'm saying the church as a whole, but I'm I'm leaning toward our conservative end. We've even found that uh, there's been some consumerism that creeps in, and smaller churches benefited because they didn't shut down as much as the big ones did, is what I'm hearing. Uh, now, that's around the country, different, different places, different political climates, but… Uh, people are clamoring for relationships. Yeah. With that
2: said. You know, gentlemen, there's a reason we call this Calvary Conversations and not Calvary Lectures. A lecture lecture can close up a topic nicely and neatly, but a conversation (laughs) often leaves it open-ended. And this is a big problem. This is a big challenge. And we'd love to hear from you, our listeners. If you have any thoughts or comments to share, uh, please let us know. You can contact us at... um, their contact information is on the website at calvary.edu, uh, 816-322-0110. You can find uh, contact emails on the website to to, uh, to get a hold of us, and we'd, we'd love to hear more about your thoughts on this issue and any other topics that you would like us to discuss uh, regarding uh, leadership and life uh, within the church and within Christian education. So. Thank you so much for being a part of Calvary Conversations today. Thank you guys for this lively discussion. And uh, I think it's going to spark a lot of uh, a lot of discussion to come.
0: Have Good. a great yeah. day. Yeah, I hope so. Hope Thanks, so. Tim.
2: So.
1: Yep. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Calvary Conversations, a service of Calvary University in Kansas City, Missouri. We invite you to participate in the conversation by contacting us through the Calvary University website, calvary.edu or by calling us at 816-322-0110. Join us again next week for another Calvary Conversation.